This WBEZ podcast is supported by Hacia, whose Executive Fellows Program provides Black and Latinx business owners with real-world tools and strategies needed to master fundamental management concepts related to company stability and growth. Registrants learn through one-on-one executive coaching sessions with subject matter experts in the areas of finance, business development, operations, and legal. More info at HACIAWorks.org. This is Reset. I'm Justin Kaufman. Overweiss Dairy, Sterling Bay, Willow Creek Community Church, and Chicago Public Media. Those are some of the local businesses and organizations that received millions in loans from the federal government's Paycheck Protection Program, better known as PPPs. PPP loans were supposed to go to small businesses, but there's new data out about who got the funds, and it's raising a lot of questions. WBEZ investigative reporter Dan Mihalopoulos is here to talk about who got money in our area. Hey, Dan. Hey, Justin. So let's get right into this. Uh, Tell us more about the Paycheck Protection Program. So we hear a lot about PPE. This is called PPP, and it's another one of those acronyms that's emerged in the time of the coronavirus. Late March, the outbreak is starting to spread across the United States, and Congress and the president uh, passed legislation that creates the Paycheck Protection Program. And this quickly becomes a more than half a trillion Hmm with a T, half a trillion dollar program that has dispersed money to 5 million different businesses and organizations across the country. But initially, the Trump administration declines Freedom of Information Act requests from me and from many other journalists who want to know just how half a trillion dollars of taxpayer money is being spent. We asked for a list of all the businesses that got this money and how much money they got. It's intended for small businesses, and it's intended to avert layoffs as much as possible, despite the economic situation. Now, the list of of, national companies was a head-scratcher when it came out yesterday. But even earlier, when when you got wind that uh, companies, I think it was companies like Potbelly, remember that? And, right. and others declined to get it because it was it was a bad look and they didn't really they were too big for the small business. There's been a lot of pushback on who, at least from society, maybe not from the government, but who should be qualified for this kind of loan. And when you see the numbers right. come out, both at the national level and the local businesses, what we'll get into in just a second, it again makes you wonder about why they took that money. Exactly. Um, right now, we know a fraction of the people that got the money, what they ended up doing yesterday uh, in the Treasury Department and the Small Business Administration is they released a list of about 600 small businesses across the country who got PPP loans. uh, And a lot of them are not very small by any one of our definitions. Um, Here in uh, Illinois, they released a list of 27,000 recipients who got $150,000 or more, but they never gave the exact numbers. They just put them in different categories, the largest category being people who got between $5 million and the maximum of $10 million mm. in these forgivable loans. Now, that's where we're going to focus, because that's always good when you're looking at who got $10 million, 5 to $10 million of taxpayer money. And it's surprising to see the companies there, uh, one of which, and I guess we start with Oberweiss, because he's a, a, a politician in the state of Illinois and a Republican and he's running for Congress, and his company, the Oberweiss Dairy Company, received, what, between 5.6 and $6 million. 
Yeah, that's what his campaign staff told us. Uh, he's running for Congress against the uh, freshman U.S. Representative Lauren Underwood, one of those Democrats who came in in that midterm wave in 2018. Uh, he won the primary earlier this year, right at the beginning of the pandemic, and he's running against her. His, his campaign says that Oberweiss Dairy, which is based in North Aurora, and uh, of course is his family's chain of um, ice cream shops and, and milk shops, got between 5.6 and 6 million. Now remember, Jim Oberweiss is a guy who on his own campaign yep. website yep. touts himself as a staunch supporter of free market principles. And here we have possibly the largest government intervention financially at least that we're ever going to see in the economy and he's right at near the top of the list for the the amount of money that his company got. We reached out to the campaign he sent out a statement saying he doesn't take a salary from Oberweiss Dairy anymore, and his son is the president and CEO right. and runs the company. And, but, that, but again, it, I don't think that people who are pushing back today on, on this story are mad that Oberweiss Dairy and the ice cream chain that, you know, there's stores all over the area got PPP loans. I think it has more to do with, I mean, the fact that he has, has run uh, campaigns and has been elected to office on his point that he doesn't, he doesn't want these sort of government handouts, is getting the biggest one of all. Yeah, he's in the biggest category. There are some that probably got a little bit more up to $10 million. But again, they didn't give us the specific numbers. We're kind of at the mercy of these recipients uh, to disclose uh, specifically what they got. Um, our company, for instance, Chicago Public Media, which operates WBZ, has told us that they got $2.8 million and that that delayed some layoffs, although we did later have right. uh, some other uh, colleagues, unfortunately, who were let go, 12 of them last month. Uh, but a lot of companies like Oberweiss and others are saying, look, we're getting these loans so that we can keep people uh, as long as we, we can. But there are layoffs despite these loans. You know, you look at some of the big cultural institutions in the city, uh, the Shedd Aquarium, Field Museum, uh, Museum of Science and Industry, I believe all of them did have layoffs, but all of them did get um, large uh, loans through this uh, PPP initiative uh, that's coming from Washington. Mm -hmm. Some other areas, too, that were surprising because you don't really think of them as small businesses. And I think at the end of the day, Dan, that's why I, th I think a lot of people are, po are pointing this out about what is a small business, because Navy Pier is on the list. Everybody's putting out a, a statement today, but they said to preserve the salaries and benefits uh, for eight weeks uh, to retain 55 full-time administrative employees. But beyond Sterling that, Bay, who gets a lot of TIF money from the city of Chicago, and they're, of course, building Lincoln Yards. Uh, you mentioned Chicago Public Media, but the Sun-Times and Daily Herald are on there as well. I mean, there, there's just right. a question, I think, at the end of the day about what is a small business. Right. I mean, there's what is touted to be, be the, the purpose and who's supposed to benefit from the legislation. And then, you know, the devil's in the details. They write the rules and people look at them carefully and figure out uh, whether they fit in there. And, um, you know, many of the places are not businesses at all. And, you know, you have a lot of the charter school operators. These are publicly funded to begin with, but privately operated schools. They were able to get a lot of money to help them uh, get things like um, the technology that they need for e-learning. Uh, but, you know, they've stayed open uh, online, of course, and now they're getting this money to help them uh, continue uh, to operate um, with their full staffing. Um, and then you mentioned Sterling Bay. That one really, Justin, got a lot of 
uh, feedback when I put that on, on Twitter that we had found Sterling Bay on the list. Um, you know, they're in the, the two to five million dollar category. And this is a company that's already getting one point three billion in TIF money from the city of Chicago for this Lincoln Yards development, which is in an area that obviously um, is surrounded by already very high income areas. So, you know, do they really need all that money? And they would tell you, you know, Sterling Bay had had their PR people send us a statement too yesterday. And they said, you know, we have more than 200 people working here in right. Chicago and we're able to avoid layoffs thanks to PPP. Right. When you look at the list and you see these, these institutions, but you see these businesses and you see all the people, what surprises you the most, Dan? What is it about this that you're like, oh, I, I would never have thought to see them on the list, or I'm surprised that, that, that they would even do that? You know, nothing really surprises me because when you think about it, it's there for the taking. And so who can really tell their shareholders or who can go if they're a nonprofit to the people that they raise funds with and say, we turned down right. several million dollars or we turned down the opportunity. We didn't pursue that. This is, again, a half a trillion dollar pot. Here in Illinois, there are about 200,000 recipients of PPP money that have gotten a total of $22 billion. It's a lot of numbers, but they're huge numbers, and I think they're worth uh, highlighting. Um, many of the recipients, like I said, we still don't know yet because they got $150,000 or less. And I think many of those were probably uh, the companies that you would think should be getting small business, uh, these right? kind of loans. <laughs> yeah, small businesses. Look, there's a lot of restaurants on there. You mentioned Buona Beef. Everything from Buona Beef to Alinea is on there. And why? They were closed, you know, and you have to understand. Uh, or they were just doing carryout. And obviously their income was, was severely diminished. Their ability to keep people uh, on their payroll was severely diminished. And so this, this helped carry it through. And there's already talk of, of yet another round. But as we look at this list and what limited transparency we've been able to achieve by, by pressuring the government into releasing what they did give us, again, it raises questions of really how this program should be set up, who's really benefiting, and, and what yeah. do we want out of it and maybe as that's a society, the crux. As, a, yeah. as a democracy? Maybe that's the crux of the whole story. You can't blame any of these companies that we're mentioning and kind of shaming in a way that we point out, oh, they got this much money on them. It's really about federal oversight and the federal government just allowing it to happen. Right. And they didn't want the public to know uh, for such a long time. There were lawsuits. They rejected my Freedom of Information Act request. I think I've, there's other media organizations that have litigated under the Freedom of Information Act, and we still don't have uh, full transparency. As slow as the wheels of justice do tend to grind, we've already had one case of fraud with a PPP loan uh, that was, I believe, a business in Evanston that the U.S. attorney here in Chicago brought a few weeks ago. Think about that. This is a program that's only been around uh, really, you couldn't apply or get money until maybe mid-April, and already we have fraud cases. Yeah. And so we'll see going There'll forward, more, I'm sure. Yeah, how much of this was really legitimate. Now, the the big question, we saw this in a national storylines, the people who are connected, politically connected to the Trump administration or uh, have access to lobbying, you know, uh, the ability to actually get at uh, the people who are actually dispersing the funds. Is that something you're looking at locally? I mean, because when you see Jim Oberweiss and Oberweiss is a Republican and obviously the, the federal government right now is run by Republicans. When you when you see a lot of political lobbyists and consulting 
firms working with or receiving money themselves, that has to be the next step about whether or not they were given any sort of favoritism. Well, right. I mean, we're looking at a list just locally in Illinois of 27,000, and we've had it for about 24 hours. Yeah, right. So, so cut us some slack here. But we're, yes, <laughs> we, that's an absolutely good question. We're working on it right now. Uh, Oberweiss Dairy popped out at us, but there's a number of different companies on here that have uh, names of LLCs that, you know, maybe we, we still need to figure out who the owners are. Um, you know, others are brand names that you know so well already in the Chicago area, you know, uh, Four Seasons Heating and Air Conditioning, for instance, uh, or Buona Beef. These are iconic uh, brands in the Chicago market, uh, hardly small businesses by most people's um, estimation, but it was allowed by the federal government yeah. for companies of up to 500 employees to I... apply here. And, um, you know, some of them we started hearing about like Potbelly earlier on because they're publicly traded companies. They're, they're corporations that have to disclose that to the investing public. Uh, but we're slowly hearing about more and more companies that have been involved here. And we're slowly connecting the dots uh, to, as you mentioned, various politicians. You know, on the other side of the aisle, a Democrat who popped up there was Michael Madigan, you know, the House Speaker, head of this Illinois Democratic Party. But uh, reportedly, he did not go through with accepting the loan, uh, much as his name is on the list. Yeah, interesting. And and the, I think uh, as well, when you look at this list, and it's just about, again, back to that question about what is a small business. So you mentioned schools making it on there. And those would be private schools, whether they be anyone from Loyola Academy to Fenwick to charter schools like Lawndale. But then there's also churches. And the Willow Creek Community Church, or Willow Creek, the famous megachurch here in the area up in the uh, northern suburbs in Barrington, that area. That, and they have, they have them all over the place now. But that, that's a surprising one because, you know, you don't think churches and schools to be considered small businesses. Yeah, they're in the five to ten million dollar category, the largest uh, category. We don't know exactly how much that we asked them. They didn't tell us. Again, we're at their mercy for full uh, transparency, and in this case, they decided not to. They sent us a statement, and like many of these recipients of the PPP loans, uh, Willow Creek says they're keeping uh, people on staff. Uh, during a difficult time when they might otherwise have had to let them go because they can't have in-person services. But again, is this a small business? Uh, you're talking about one of the largest mega churches in the country. At one point, you know, 25,000 people attending per uh, Sunday. Um, I think that's down a bit because they've had their own problems, their own, you know, hashtag Me Too issues over there at, at Willow Creek in the northwest suburbs. But you know, one of the, the largest churches in the country with seven locations in the Chicago area, taking millions and millions of dollars that might otherwise have gone uh, to small businesses. And let's not forget, many small businesses are telling us that although they applied, they, they weren't able to get mm. the money for whatever reason. Uh, this was all administered through banks. And there are some people that, that believe that the people who had um, stronger relationships to the banks were the ones that were able to get this processed the most quickly. Right. And and also the banks, uh, there was the, the story that the banks were prioritizing bigger payouts. So a developing story, and WBEC is all over it. Uh, great work. Investigative reporter Dan Mihopoulos joining us here on Reset to talk about uh, which small businesses got the most money and who benefited the most from the PPP loans. Dan, thanks for joining us. Huh? It's always a pleasure, Justin. 
And that's today's reset. For the most accurate, up-to-date information and stories around the COVID-19 crisis, head to 91.5 WBEC or WBEC.org. I'm Justin Kaufman. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you right here tomorrow. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts.